I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is Babe. Babe. Hi. Um, oh my god, we didn't look at the numbers for babe. That's fine. Okay. Ryan is trolled well, the, by all the numbers. The readers are the dropping. Readers are, the readers I are think, down. I think I lost everyone when I started talking about my asshole. I think- and getting <laughs> fucked, too. Honestly, I feel like you people I, people are like, TBH, like, more homophobic than they realize. I didn't want to be the one to no, they speak are. to this, but that's what I thought, too. No, I, I really do think that, because I, I do think that people are uncomfortable with that kind of frank discussion about gay sex. People are really way. uncomfortable with gay sex. It's weird though. I mean, it's so, it's so strange. It's weird because we live in and a world. And that makes want to talk about it more. I know, but we live in a world where that's not unusual to have that kind of that's conversation. That's brunch talk. Yeah. And like, it's fine, but everyone else lives in a world where it's like, what is poppers? And also like, like our, they don't know the ins and outs. I feel like the sex. readers are mostly like women. So I feel like they probably so they don't relate. That. I wonder how, what percentage of our female readers have had anal. Have anal. <laughs> <laughs> Should I make that part of the listener poll? Should we do poll? part of the poll? <laughs> have you done anal? I would and actually you know love to know. Honestly, and then we can tell advertisers. I'm like, 40% of our audience has also had anal sex. So if you want to KY, yeah. if you want to do you some lube, lube, we want to like get a lube then sponsor. Then you come to the right demo, honey. Yeah, right. we should get a lube sponsor. We should, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're listening to this and you're connected to any sort of lube industry that is interested in sponsoring a podcast, we like, us. honestly, we're so basic. What, what is the lube that we use? We use the really, you guys use like a it's very weird, basic, right? it's very basic, but. It's because all the fancy loops are like water based or silicone based. I forget the which one. The, whatever. Water based ones are the best ones to use. See, the silicone is weird. It's messy as fuck. Silicone's weird. It kind of sticks to things. Gay sex is already messy enough. I don't want to add weird lube in the mix. Oh, and there we've had the readers drop off. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. Here <laughs> we go like, again. Don't at- get me started. They're like, ah. They're like, <laughs> They're like I thought Ryan had enough. I thought he was done. I thought he was over it. I can't stop. I'm like, babe, just chill on the anal talk. Is it okay (sighs) when I talk about anal, but not you? Yeah, I think so. I honestly think so. Because I really do think people are more homophobic than they realize. I think it's so deeply rooted. It's weird. It's weird. Well, I'm a conspiracy queerist. This is an opportunity to confront your homophobia. Keep listening. Yeah, I dare you. Podcast until the the very end. (laughs) I dare you to confront your demons. I dare you. Also, rate it five stars yeah. and give us a great review. Oh, yeah. Please do, actually. That's important. Yeah. We had a lot of those and now they've stopped. And again, I think the loose asshole. Ryan literally lives for a review. I've, I read them I just all the time. Read, I just read through all of them this last Aren't week. Aren't they great? They're great. They're great. Such great writers. But Ryan always wants more. I want more. More, well, more, it matter. more. Give me, give me more. Give me five stars. Give me five <laughs> stars. More, more, more. How do you like 
like it? How do you like it? Also, like my photos. What? If you're brave in a review, I think about that and you're a female brave. listener. Yeah. Think about being like, hey, five stars and I love anal. You know what? It's funny because people didn't talk. Usually I get tweets, you know, Instagram, whatever, people commenting on things I talked about. No August, one. No one spoke about my asshole, which, which I, you know what? Part of me respects it, but then part of me is like, let's talk about it. Let's open a dialogue. Yeah. I'm you're all about a dialogue. I'm an activist. You're trying to like literally open a dialogue. I'm a loose asshole activist and I, I will give voice to the voiceless, to the hold. You know what I mean? I, I will take the bullet. I will take the bullet for assholes everywhere. And again, see, here we are again. You're brave. I, you're brave. I want to see you be brave. Just want to see you. Just want to see you i want to see you be brave <laughs> so just that's I, me talking to my asshole every night that i want to see you be brave just want to see you what is its elasticity status right now i think it's pretty fine okay it's cool it's like taking a nap yeah mm, little cutie <laughs> well um okay so, so I for talk- those who are still reading <laughs> i'm going to talk about Something that's far more relatable than my loose asshole. We actually just... shouldn't even be recording today. Why? Because we oh, yeah. had because you were supposed to be I wasn't supposed out of to town. Be here. I yeah. wasn't supposed to be here. Um here's the deal. So I went to go visit my mom in Eureka. Um Eureka, for those who don't know, is uh, a town that uh, has not found it. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's in Northern California. Is it kind... different than Yreka? I don't know what that is. Well, it, so I went to a boarding school up in like Northern California. Yeah, it's like, by, yeah, yeah, they, they it's by like Redding yeah. and Whit. And my school yeah. is in a teeny town called Whitmore, and we'd always play these other towns in sports. And I think Eureka was one of them, but we called it Yreka. Well, that's a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's a mistake. Yeah. yeah, you probably did play Eureka. We did. We Eureka. definitely did play yeah. Eureka. Here's the deal. It's um, methy. It's like it's methy, methy as fuck. But what I love about it is that everyone's methy and overweight. Methy and messy. Methy, messy, and overweight, which I love a meth head who's overweight. I I'm love. Like, they've been doing it wrong. I don't know. Right? I mean, they've been living, laughing, loving, mething. And eating. And feasting. Yeah, feasting. <laughs> we do meth and then we feast. I love like the idea of <laughs> an overweight speed freak. It's a really good Me genre. Too. No, it is a genre. And that Eureka is the queen of that genre. <laughs> so here's the deal. Getting there is really hard. Um, you have to take, <laughs> no, you have to take two planes. You have to fly, Do you fly to fly SF. Do you Reading? No, you fly to SF and then you go from SF to Eureka. Um, Eureka has its own airport. They do, but it, by the way, it costs like a trip to Europe to go yeah. there. Like literally, like it's I cut like either you go to Versailles or you go to like Meth. That's mm-hmm. like literally my option. So it's pretty there though. It's right? pretty. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> no, no, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's beautiful. It's in the redwoods. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's the pretty wild of. I know. And my mom comes to me last night. Northern there, Cali. She goes, She's like, "There's a gay guy with CP who lives in Eureka," and I'm like, "Shut." <gasps> the fuck up then as we're leaving her like neighborhood watering hole like we see him i saw the gay guy with cp get out of a car did you talk to him i was like honk honk representation <laughs> matters <laughs> that's like my sister my sister my life <laughs> no i didn't say anything oh. but i want but you know what's so fucking funny is that he saw me and I saw him and it's like gimp recognized gimp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like game recognized gimp. There was no, a nod of familiarity. Gimp. There was a nod and some drool on both our ends. I would love and that. that. We just, <laughs> that was it. This is like the setup for a movie. I know. Like an indie. A movie that no one will write and no one will see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a movie that literally has a target demo of two people. <laughs> um, yeah. So any hoozy, 
Um, I so I go to your so I bring Jonathan, who has never been. I'm super excited to kind of have him there. My mom is freaking out because she like loves this shit and she loves like taking care of people. And now there's two people to take care of. She's like on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. So we get up. So basically, getting there is so hard. Basically, my options are like a 6 a.m. flight, which really trolls me deeply. We wake up at 3.45. Um, we go. We fly to San Francisco. No problem. We land at like 7.30 and I get a text notification that my flight's been canceled. Okay. Like, that's a problem because literally, like, there are only three flights a day to Eureka. So, if one's canceled, you have to wait like seven hours for the next one. But whatever. I decide to wait and uh, take the 4 p.m. A couple hours pass. And then we get another notification that that flight's been canceled. At this point, we're like, okay, fuck me. We just need to spend the night in San Francisco and go out on the next flight. We get standby, which is like a TBD. I don't fuck with standby, but at this point, I was desperado. Yeah. Because um, you can't just cancel everything no. at this point, can you? Well, I didn't want to. I really well, wanted to point, go see Yeah, my mom. it was still Friday. So you yeah, were like, I would, you'd go there. And then have like a couple days and then come back. Yeah, it was, it was fine. So, so I was like, okay, we'll, we'll just wait it out. I know how important it is for my mom and I wanted to see her. So, um, we spend the night at the Fairmont, which is like chic. Mm-hmm. I love the Fairmont. Have you been? No, actually. There's this tiki restaurant called the Tonga Room. It's everything. It's you great. love a tiki moment. I love a tiki moment. But I, I like the Clift Hotel in SF. Oh, yeah. That I stayed there. Too. It's like very chic. That and one's like, very chic. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I love that hotel too. But I also like, like, San Francisco just has good hotels, I think. Mm, Some no. of them are good. No, it's weird because they're all downtown, which no one spends time in downtown. Like, no one cares. Like, mm-hmm. you just go there to work. And there's what's shocking to me is that there's not an Ace Hotel in the Mission or something like that. The Mission is sort of like the Brooklyn of, um, san francisco actually oakland is the brooklyn of san francisco but it's weird to me that there's no like chic ace hotel one time i stayed with like an ex-boyfriend from a long time ago we went to san francisco for a trip and we stayed in the mission i like found a hotel for us that was like a cute fine hotel for like 150 a night or whatever mm-hmm. and we like came back from dinner one night and there is just like a gathering of homeless people like outside of our hotel. Yeah. Like it's like, it's a San wild. San Francisco is basically one giant downtown LA. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just, a gi- it's kind it's, of amazing. It's like, no, it's somewhat amazing. scary, but yeah. like also kind of amazing. And you're just like, whoa, like it was true. Also like those yuppies should be scared. Yeah. Let them be scared. I'm it's like that. a little bit dangerous and a yeah. little bit sexy. I love that. Yeah. So we get to the hotel. I'm like so tired and I just like literally like just go into bed and I just like, like listen to music. I take a bath. I like don't go outside until it's time to go to dinner. I go to Zuni Cafe because that's the originator <laughs> of this chicken. I love. I just need to interrupt, and I love that this story is lasting like twenty oh, minutes because it's like it's a pretty simple it's story. So it's just simple. like every single but I flight got break canceled. It down. I want to break it down, and you I think this is a nice heard. palate cleanser for my loose asshole. Oh my god! This is me just being this real. is also this is a reader loss of a story. It's oh I know this it is, is. A, hold on okay so okay, come on so All right, it go gets Zuni good Cafe. no it doesn't <laughs> it not, it doesn't like I okay, know stop where this it goes. okay so we go to dinner at Zuni the the chicken at Zuni FYI is not as good as the chicken at AOC <laughs> I've been eating the chicken at AOC forever it's called the Ode to Zuni so it I was, wish we it was, had like a true like a reader meter that just showed when I know, they drop a reader off meter. like it's but like there would be a big drop in the reader meter oh, when totally. you go the chicken at Zuni is not good the chicken at AOC is well it's much well better. no it actually shook my mind like, bro, like, like it <laughs> no, was that crazy. is shocking no it is shocking because we've been eating the chicken at aoc forever we actually had it on like tuesday or monday yeah. 
and oh, delish by yeah, the way thank you and oh yeah of course dinner. it's delish yeah. so um i was so excited to try zuni because that's the originator i wanted no longer the ode i wanted the mm-hmm. ori- like the real deal and um i went and no sometimes the knockoff is better than the original i know it's true. and it's really our aoc journey this past week inspired me i'm going to cook what? that chicken oh you should i'm going to oh great let me know because i i want it yeah yeah well, you're going to be involved. In okay, it. good, good, good. So, um, <laughs> from a financial, okay, standpoint. okay, great. I'll be, I'll be the benefactor. I yeah. don't care. But um, I think I can really pull it off. I think yeah. it'll be good. So stay tuned for that. Okay, chic. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by the Zuni Cafe Chicken. <laughs> no, it's by the AOC Chicken. By the AOC Chicken. By the way, the reader should know that this happens a lot. Where I like really like you make really good food and i like pay like i pay for the ingredients yeah we go to like we go to like a butcher like i'm all about a a butcher i don't like going to whole foods i like going to a butcher ryan will fund the food experience and then i'll cook it and then we're both really happy because i love to cook yeah she does i love to eat eat. yeah so so it works out great yeah and that's why i refract So, so you are done it. You were really <laughs> upset about that chicken. <laughs> it was really Cut upset. I like everything. Okay, so basically, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I was really upset about the chicken, and I, I love also the- <laughs> made the mistake. Wait, but I was getting sick. We met up with Jonathan's mom, so we got to see her, which oh, was nice. great. Love her, little sweetie of a woman. She's a pastor, but like the good kind, a Buddhist. Uh huh. Yeah, she's great. Same. So, uh, by the way, I was sick. But I also was so tired and just like I needed some cocktails. That was a big mistake. Don't drink cocktails when you're sick because you will wake up four hours later with the worst hangover of your entire life. Like it's crazy. Okay. I'm going to interrupt right now with a sick trick. Okay. Go ahead. And that is something that I used to do and then just stopped doing it. But now I recently started doing it every time I feel like a cold coming on. So as soon as I get a throat tickle, I make a cocktail of one airborne and a packet of emergency in like a tiny glass of water uh-huh. like so it's super super concentrated okay i let it all like all the ingredients combine Dance. and like melt together uh-huh. and then i just like pretty much chug it and i do that in the morning and it's not ni- shocking that is shocking that's not shocking you just this took sh- two of the biggest things that everyone takes you yeah and then i that's take zinc novel. and it helps oh zinc okay. yeah and it helps okay. and i i've zinc successfully i have successfully well, you gave me this cold. I know, but listen, I've successfully <laughs> beaten colds by doing this. Like, okay. gotten almost sick, and then and then the last time that I got this like mini cold, it was not as bad as my this usual. This feels really mini. It was this very mini, mini because yeah, I just like it's mini. Yeah, because it's I didn't. Rogers or mini. So anyone, any reader that wants a sick trick, okay, do that at the first sign. I swear to God, twice a day with some zinc. You'll thank me. And they're back, and now they're about to go away again. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so okay. All right. So I woke up like a fool, like at three in the morning with a terrible headache. I had the worst hangover. It was almost like I felt like I had gotten the flu. I was like, this can't be a hangover, but it just like kind of was a hangover. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just don't drink when you're sick. That's stupid. So I was like making a lot of bad choices. So then we had to get up at six a.m. for our flight that I just knew that we weren't going to get on. And we went to the airport. We didn't get on our flight. And then um, we – oh, the woman forgot about us. We were on standby. And she goes, oh, yeah, you're going to get on. And then we're like, okay, great. She's like, okay, I'll call you up. And then we came back like 20 minutes later when people were boring. We're like, hi. And she goes, oh, I forgot about you guys. And we're like, mm, thank you. Okay. So then we're put on this flight to go to LA, which gets delayed three hours. And then we go on the flight finally. 
and then they need to put that we sit there for an hour and they're like actually there's mechanical difficulties we have to take you off the plane so <laughs> we go off the plane and a woman who is wearing a jesus loves you shirt just starts sobbing i thought it was god is love Oh, god is god loves you it was something it was like god <laughs> loves you and she goes to the front desk and she's like in the moment, like literally no one cares or has any compassion for us and no one knows what's going on and you know what she was right. Yeah. She wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was wrong about her shirt, but she wasn't wrong about what she was saying. No, airlines have the least no, compassion. No, they don't They're care. also just truly inept. I mean, we also... Airlines are the ultimate babe, except oh. for maybe Virgin, because they're pretty good. No, Virgin's chic. And like JetBlue, I think, is chic. Virgin's great. Everyone Virgin's else, great. Everyone, everyone else is else, a slut. Like, everyone else is a slut. They've never cared. No, no, they don't they, care. They like, don't care oh, about also, anything. Also, when we got kicked off, when we, when we missed our flights the first day... We were in line at customer service for an hour and a half. I mean, this is like, it just never ends. And then we like this woman next to us who like didn't know how to operate a phone because she was like 95 years old. We had to like teach her how to use her iPhone to call her friend. And then she like tried to like, she was like going to Sacramento and she was like, oh, where are you guys going? Eureka. And then we're like, yeah. And she goes, maybe we can all rent a car and drive up there together. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that would have actually been a good solve. Yeah, except for like me and Jonathan don't drive and we're useless and maybe she would kill us anyway. Um, all right so okay, is sorry. the story so, over so, or? yeah basically we got so this one broke down sobbing which was amazing and then i was like i'm here for this i like got the popcorn yeah. i, I love like a public i love drama. a babe out in the wild yeah, yeah i love yeah. a babe out in the wild because it got me and then by the way we got on our flight and we came home it was fine but we had no sleep for the last few days it was crazy but it got me thinking about babing out okay ryan walked into this apartment what? today and he go like last night was the t- first night he's like gotten a full night's sleep and he comes and he goes God, it's just so amazing how restorative sleep can be. Yeah. And I was like, it's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I woke up today feeling a lot better. My cold is almost gone. I like worked. I like worked out. It was a real was there great. she is moment. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. There she is. There she is. There she is. I was like, yeah, sleep is great. <laughs> okay. So stop it. So it got me thinking about bibbing out in the wild because. I am a friends and family babe only. Mm-hmm. Like I only babe out to myself and to the people who are closest to me. That's, yeah. that's how lucky they are. Yeah. But I don't ever lose my shit in the wild. And I actually have always been, because I lived in New York for six years, which is like the land of like public babes. Oh, yeah. But I never have done it. I've truly never like lost my cool in public. And I think it honestly has to do with being hashtag disabled. And like moving through the world as a disabled person, it's sort of like you don't, you think people people are already kind of judging you and thinking you're strange so it's like your job is to like disarm them and like make them feel really good mm-hmm. and just make them feel like you're t- like and i feel like i just don't i feel like i haven't earned the right to be about in public because i think if i be about in public people are like oh there's that crazy guy with a limp he's like probably crazy and like weird yeah and i don't ever want people to see me that way so i think i just go above and beyond being like amazing and having people be obsessed with me and you think I just realized that today, actually, in the shower, when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm scared to, like, babe out in public because I don't want people to think I'm, like, some weird disabled freak. Yeah. And then I'm sad. And I'm like, oh. But you've probably babed out in public, just not to your knowledge. Because well, I feel yeah, like when you're publicly babing out, you're when you're in the no, midst of a babe. But I've never moment, lost my cool, though, in public. I never? Think. No. You've never, like, screamed at someone? Well, this one time, Kaylin and Bailey and I went to Napa together, and they got blackout drunk, the mm-hmm. two of them. And I just, like, we almost got kicked out of the restaurant. And I became, like, the one who had to keep it all together. Like, you know how when that happens in party situations where, like, everyone you can see is, like, totally going to a blackout zone. So you actually have to stay in the light to, like, mm-hmm. keep the train moving. Yeah. And so that was me. I was, like, staying in the light, getting sunburned. And, like, it was, like, 
bad. And so I eventually, like, after we almost got kicked out of the restaurant, I, like, took them aside. And I was like, you guys, I screamed at them. I was like, you need to stop. Like, it was crazy. I could see Kaylin got really scared. I think Bailey doesn't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, like, but. Like, that was, like, I actually was shocked. Because, like, when I do lose my temper, like, in a real way, it actually is scary. Yeah. I can go to, like, a dark place. But that never really happens. That's, like, a very once in a blue fucking moon. I have to be really pushed to the edge to, yeah. like, fully babe out. I'm about to like, break. Yeah. And, like. <laughs> one step closer to the edge. I'm about to break. <laughs> that Linkin Park song. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but it takes a lot. I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty easygoing about yeah, stuff. And my are. only, my babe moments are very internalized, even to the point where it's just like in my own head, I'm just like fully losing my grip on reality and sanity. But on the outside, I seem like pretty yeah, much fine. Same. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, I do wish I would allow myself to babe out in the wild because I, you know what? I think that's true. Like my, I seek people's approval and I want everyone to love me. Like I go into every situation being like, I want everyone to be obsessed. Well, yeah, that's and like I, very human though. Yeah. But I think it does tie in my disability and like wanting to be like accepted and normalized mm-hmm. and like knowing that I'm going in, giving people something that they might not be used to. And so wanting to make sure that it's like so palatable for them to enjoy, which honestly, fuck that. You I don't know what? do that. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. And say that you you're gonna managed, go out on a limp. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limp here and say that you managed to babe out on this podcast. What do you mean? Just by telling that 20 minute story about how many hotels you. Yeah, but that's a minor babe. Yeah, but on the babe meter, on the babe meter, that's a low. But it still is a babe, and it's on like a semi public scale. Yeah. I think you're babing out in public a lot more than you think no. you're babing out. But no, but I'm okay. Fine, I'm just talking about like a stage you're, five. Babe. Yeah, a stage five, a stage like five a five meltdown. Babe. Yeah, a babe. No, I don't go to stage five. Well, I can maybe go to three. Maybe if, this if will coaxed. be your year. I know. I really want to have more public babe outs. What would yeah babe out flame out <laughs> well i can't wait for that to happen yeah um <laughs> stay tuned stay tuned anyway anyways um i had a, my own like solitary internal mental babe out yesterday when i decided to go through all my finances i feel like year. by the way you do that a lot i feel like whenever you cr- i feel like you go over your finances like every few months and whenever you crunch the numbers or the numbers crunch you <laughs> the, numbers the numbers crunch, crunch back they're, yeah. they're, bu- they're but they bite back no, you don't is, crunch them they crunch you so i grew up not knowing anything about money or like how it worked it just like was in my life and i like live laughed loved and, and like spent. and spent yeah. and like that was like pretty much all through my 20s and even when i was like a starting work as a writer and became a new york times best-selling author i still was just like live laugh love spend don't right. really look at like the receipts until i hit my 30s when i was like oh you actually have to be like responsible well, for your you own financial pay your taxes right well no but yeah. i'm like working on fixing that yeah so do you want to shame me more? No. Uh, oh my or... God. No. I just want to give clarity to the readers. Well, no, I just truly, I didn't know how taxes yeah. worked. Like I just, tr- I was like, yeah. oh, I, my whole life is a write off. So like, I just won't pay my taxes. And then when the tax bill comes, it'll be like a thousand dollars or like, it'll be like 500 because like literally my entire life is my right. biz. So that's not true. If you think, <laughs> if you think that that is right. true, I'm here to give you a sad reality check that it's not. And like, you will have a lot of problems dealing with like the aftermath of those decisions. So right. you should really like get clear on taxes or like get a, an accountant who can like keep you very clear. Right. 
So now I do go through, like, I started this process of being like trying to get my financial shit together, mm-hmm. like probably a, a year and some change ago. And it's not easy. And it is a thing where I look at my, I will look and crunch the numbers and then fully like melt down, like want to die. Because you're in debt. Because right? I'm in and debt. it's so hard to get out of debt in this country. Yeah. It and, and it's also just like, once you realize kind of like where you're at, it feels like just this like bottomless pit. It feels hole. impossible to Because get it's out also of. like, and I talked about this on the last episode, but I feel like, especially in America with capitalism, <laughs> your, your, the money in your bank account is who you are. Like, yeah. they're very closely tied. So the last time, and I realized this yesterday because I like took, I like took an Adderall and I was like, I'm doing this and like went in. And no I was wonder like, also like an Adderall come down from that. No, That's... but it wasn't that. I was actually that helped because I was like, <laughs> got, I was like, just we're going to dive in. And then I started feeling like, you know, when you like, you see the numbers and like right. all you feel like how in the red you are and you're looking at the facts. My brain started to be like, I was like fully on the verge and I was like, I hate doing this. Like I'm actually about to flip out. Like what is going to happen to me? Like going through every horrible thing in my head. And then I was just like, okay, like you're not giving up on like making these spreadsheets. You're going to push through. You're going to put all your expenses down. You're going to like put how much income you're making and like get really, really clear. Right. And once I pushed through and was clear, I was like, wow, that's horribly shocking. But also like I'm clear now. But like, you've I been, get it. You've been shocked before and I feel like you're in a better financial place now than no. you were a year ago. No. no. Okay. No. I, I, I don't claim to but understand. But like the last time that I went through this process, it's like I get I would write everything down and kind of like just put things on a piece of paper and like look at my like bank statements and then realize like, oh my God, this is bad, but never go through the this is bad to then get exactly explicitly clear on how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. Right. It would just be like I'd get to a point where I'd be like, oh my God, like I have fifteen hundred dollars for the rest of the year and it's May. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do? And then right. I would melt down, dissociate from reality, like go into a gay hole, like cry, think about suicide, and right. then just be like, ah! and then right. like <laughs> so now <laughs> I'm moving through that Good. and like just being clear and I'm just saying knowledge is power and so now that I know I'm like okay well I know exactly how much money's coming in and exactly like what my life costs right and now it's up to me to like get more money coming in knowledge but is it's power. hard no it's but just- it is happening though like I think that with you what's great at what what makes me happy about your stuff is that you have nowhere to go but up from yeah. here I mean truly yeah so it's like I think you're going to be okay. And once you start to see, like, I was like, okay, well, this, like, the number in January was worse than the number in February. So at least there's, like, some, a little bit of progress. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, let's just make the number in March, like, a little bit less. And it's, like, a slow process. So I'm basically teaching myself financial stuff which i never i truly literally lived most of my life up to like a year ago or two years ago being like whatever someone else will deal with it and it will all just work out and it's not that's just like not true right uh yeah it's a definitely everyone has to get woke toward like regarding their finances unless unless you're just like and then they never have to get woke it's true i mean i'm really bad at money 
I've always been really bad at money. Yeah. I've never had to really be good at money. No, because you have. Yeah, I have. Well, when I was 18, I got my cerebral palsy settlement money, not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was kind of like a trust fund. It was. It yeah. was, well, it was a trust fund and it was like, but I mean, it was, it was interesting because it was because of cerebral palsy. It was not, I mean, I grew up very like lower, lower Clarify class. what you mean by the cerebral palsy money. Oh, so for when, people that when, don't know. When the doctor um, delivered me, I don't know if you can tell, but he made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> not his best work. <laughs> Funny. You're fired. Uh, no, wait, fired. was he fired? Uh, I don't think he was, um, but we sued the insurance company of the hospital because he did make some grave errors delivering me, mm-hmm. um, and I was awarded an amount of money, and it was not – it was sort of the amount of money that was like – it was rude in a way because it was like – it was money that you cannot live off of. Mm-hmm. It was like not money like that, mm-hmm. but it was money under which like you could get accustomed to a certain kind of life, and then, then you had to work really hard to – to maintain it yourself it's a nest egg it's a nest egg and you can't deplete the nest egg because like then you have nothing and so i've been really fortunate to have this nest egg and i spent a lot of money in my 20s and being i went to liberal arts college and my parents have no money by the way i mean like i my mom was a nurse my dad is a social worker like we weren't rolling in it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i got no support from my family obviously once i turned 18 which was fine and I paid for college and everything like that. And really what money gave me was time, um, because I was able to, uh, write a bunch. And so when I, when I graduated college, I was really, really driven in terms of getting my career started. I wrote a bunch of stuff every single day because I didn't have to work at like, you know, a clothing store or whatever. I'm not like I could. I don't even know how to fold my own sheets, unfortunately. Cerebral palsy is weird because it like my motor skills and everything like that, it kind of, it kind of deletes me from like minimum wage jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like the money, it's so, a blessing, but also because well, of something. Now, it's like, it's a very yin yang situation. I have, now I have good taste. And so I have. Because you needed, because you needed that because you can't, you couldn't do couldn't those do types those of jobs. jobs. So yeah, that was sort of the, yeah. the thinking behind it. And also like. I but need- it's also a nice amount of money to have. And yeah. then it also puts you in a different, it puts you in kind of a trust fund situation. Yeah. But again, like it's not enough to live off of. So it's like, and, and, and like I, it's been very clear to me that like I need to, I've now grown accustomed to a lifestyle and <laughs> no, I have. You don't say. I mean, trust <laughs> me. I know. And so, and I, I'm in a job, I'm in a field that's notoriously unstable. I had a really good year this year because I wrote the movie and I worked on Rolling Grace, but. Um, I'm not going back to Will and Grace next season and I'm doing my show for a little money and it's real. Like, I have to get another job. You know, I have money saved up from Will and Grace, but not enough to like YOLO for a year. So mm-hmm. like the pressure is on. I have a very, it's kind of, I have a lot of anxiety and I have a lot of fears and I also have a lot of guilt about not being good with money and living very like lavishly, even though it doesn't feel like it's me. Like, but I feel it's like, like it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It probably is. It yeah, is. it is. It is. But and I feel a lot of guilt about that because I know I need to get my shit together. And it's really easy to spend a lot of money when you're working and you're getting those paychecks every week. But when the job ends, when you are on hiatus or not knowing you're going back to a job, um, it's uh, really stressful and you have to really kind of rein it in. And that's the problem that I have. I have problems reining it in. And um, I think it's because I do have this nest egg that I can always fall back on. I think knowing that. Uh, it it enables me to be bad with money and i hate that and that's something i really need to work 
work on it. Yeah. It's a big part. Well, that's like just that's a, a big mental, failure of who I am. That's just like a, it's like you have to just mentally reframe it. And if you yeah. were to, if you were to really get clear and like write out, like do some sort of spreadsheet or whole document that shows exactly like what you have month right. to month and like see where your money's actually going. Well, also, then I, that's how I think you like, people also think that TV writers make a ton of money, which some of them do, but a lot of them don't. For a lot of people, it's just like a middle class existence, which is kind of disappearing. I mean, you saw my tax things. Mm-hmm. It's real. I mean, I made. I'm like taxation is theft. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I want to speak candidly about this because no, like it is shocking. I, it is shocking. So I mean, I'll just say it. I'll just say how much I made and how much I took home. Is that weird? No, I think it's real. It's what happened. Say so it. Let's talk about it. So I made two fifty last year, which is crazy, right? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars because I it was I got paid for half my movie and that was my and then it was my work on Will and Grace. I just um, had a flash of the craft when she's like, they're like. Seventy-five thousand oh, dollars. It's like that's, that's nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like, I'm like, I year. could have fun with that's your apartment. No, that's yeah. like a month. Oh, we know. And they literally acted as if it was like, oh, our lives are different now. It's like your lives are different for a year. It's like literally, no, you would no. still need to live in that trailer. I know. One hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> I know. After taxes, please forget. Yeah, it. Uh, you're literally walking away with like thirty k. Right. Anyways. So I made two two fifty, which was insane, and the biggest year that I've had. Um. But uh, between taxes and agent, manager, and lawyer, which take 25% off the top, I walked away with... Wait. What? I want to... I just want to interrupt you to see, like, as a list, as a reader... Oh, yeah. What would you expect? As a I reader, would, okay. what would you expect? Right. What do you think I took home this year? Just have... Let's have a moment of silence so you can... <laughs> Crunch in your those mind, numbers. Crunch yeah. those numbers. Crunch the numbers. Okay, so wait. Agent, manager, lawyer, that's 25% off the top of my money. Yeah. Not after Plus taxes. taxes. I'm taxed pre-tax, so it's not... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So 25%. Let's just have a moment of silence. And then taxes. And then you'll say the number. And then okay. I, and the readers, I want you to envision what you think Earthquake. this number is and see if it matches up. Okay. Ready? Okay. Wait. After Be th- quiet. How? I'm saying oh. we'll have a moment of sorry, silence and then long? you'll say the number. I'm count. I'm showing you with my fingers. Five. Do you want to write five seconds? I don't sure. know what to speak again. Honey, Ryan, just pay attention. Okay. I'm sorry. Babe, come I'm on. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, I took home eighty. 80- <laughs> Wait, now you're ruining. Okay, well, you just say I, it. I took home eighty thousand dollars from two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I hope, which is a good living. Oh my god, it's you yeah. know for a, a year. Absolutely, uh, I'll take it. It's yeah, it's a great. I'm it's like a great- I literally figured out yesterday that. I made like thirty thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> but 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 by the way, like but it's it is crazy. So yeah, eighty k is like really great. It's crazy though, from two fifty to eighty k. I mean, it's crazy. It mm-hmm. feels like, in a lot of ways, the system is rigged for you to not get ahead, which I know is stupid. I mean, obviously it's true, but it's like between all the people that I have on my team making money off me, which is like the, you know they 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 work for me. You know, it's real. Um, and then taxes taking half my money. It's like oh, it's sort of like. No, but I literally because Ryan like, asked me to print out all his documents, so I, I like see every, so I see everything, and I was just like, oh my god! And then we like talk, but I'm in my head, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, you had a job for a year, you made bank, and then you walk away with like a great, like a great amount of money. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, but also it's like, how the fuck are you supposed to like? say like how are you supposed to get level up because i could literally not work because i you know i have not worked for a year before i could easily not work for a year i don't have i mean like i said i'm not going back to will and grace so i don't and besides my own show like i don't know i'm gonna go out for network staffing season but i don't know if i'll get staffed you never know the odds are that you won't 
And so it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking. And so the job is the, the onus is on me as the writer to come up with new material, come up with a new pitch, come up with a new pilot and go out. But also when you develop, everything takes so long. I mean, seriously. It takes, no, it is. It's so, a troll. And if, and if, and if, by the way, and if you're lucky enough to sell something, it takes months to see that money because the deal has to close. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just sort of, it's not as glamorous as I guess you might think. It's a lot of, it's a lot of having to spin your wheels and, and waiting and, and having to come up with stuff constantly and kind of this, there's this like low level anxiety that you always need to have, I think, because, and I think it's useful because it pushes me forward and I, you know, I'm always already coming up with new stuff, whatever, but it is sort of like, how do you end up making a living that makes sense and is sustainable in this business. Like, how do you do it? I mean, unless you're Ryan Murphy, well, I mean, unless I think you hit that- the jackpot and make your own show, that's a success, but that's really rare. I mean, even what I'm doing now, it's like I've beat the odds of being a television writer. Like I've already, you know what I mean? I've already, yeah, but you're also fine. So I mean, it's we'll like, see. I mean, it's, but you never know completely. You, you never, never know, know completely, but like, you're fine. We'll see. Whatever. Okay. I love this drama of like. No, I'm just saying that. No, I'm just saying like it's not a stable business. It just isn't. No, it isn't. And I could I I could not work for two or three years. There was nothing more. I know, but sometimes I go. The good part about that is that if you do not work for two or three years, you're fine. Well, yeah, but then but then my nest egg is depleted, and then what am I going to? I mean, I'm just saying like you can't ever be blasé about money in that way. No, you cannot. Especially not. I mean, if I had millions of dollars, yeah, of course, but like I don't. I'm not saying you're fine in a way of like it's complacency. I'm just saying like you don't yes. have the same sorts of stress no, or financial not. worries. And I would as not compare. I, this is not me being like, well, Lara thinks she has a bad. I made eighty thousand dollars last year. <laughs> like I don't want that to come off as that. It was starting to feel no, that way. No, no, no. The I'm, just, I'm just saying that everyone has their own money anxieties that are very real and specific to them. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's not obviously. I'm not trying to compare, and I would. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> okay. But no, but, but I think it also is transparency around money. I think it's super important. Well, and yeah. I, I think people knowledge, need to know. But knowledge is power. They, knowledge like is power, truly. Yeah. Because yeah. once you actually know and are facing the facts and dealing in facts, then that's only then that you can be like trying yes. to change it. But and also, for so long, it's like for me, just personally, it was like for so long, I was just like floating in like some like weird like cloud like space of just like who knows what really the number is and like being afraid to check my bank account and just like total avoidance and that has like truly not served me and so now it's just like a moment of full-on confrontation and not allowing myself to get like so overwhelmed that i like fall apart at the seams but also not complacent and being like well i'm just gonna not make money forever like right. it's like just move it's, forward you have to just, just keep move moving forward, forward. Yeah. that's all you can do so anyways let's talk about something else okay <laughs> no i'm just what i <laughs> no, actually I like know. these I'm conversations just like, I, I like this conversation I think, that, I think that when people don't talk about money i think that it, it it creates a lot of confusion i think people see others that have the same career as them and they see them buying houses and they like wonder why and how they got the money and the reality is that they usually got that from their parents or mm-hmm. whatever and i just feel like it's really as scary as it is to like tell people my salary, like what I made last year. And like, I feel like that's really revealing. I feel like it's just important to like talk about these things openly. I, I, I think that secretiveness around money only breeds, um, bad shit. So, right. Yeah. Am I wrong or I don't know what I don't know. Okay. 
All I know is what well, I know. We'll see. In my Excel spreadsheet. We'll see when our two readers <laughs> chime in. Yeah, their... the reader meter is down. I'm like, dear listener, the one person Well, that's no, you know what? I fucking think that people love it when people talk about money because I think it's so No, rare. I know. So I think it's like porn. Anyway. Moving on. Okay. Um, We checked in with Misha Barton on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Because Wait, she, uh, oh, yeah. she's like been posting a lot. She has, which week. means that she's in some kind of zone. She's in like a manic upswing. She's in a manic upswing. So... <laughs> I looked at her profile. It says her bio is life sweet, but it's with three E's instead of two. Now, if it was like eight E's, I'd be like, that was a deliberate choice that she made to like prolong the sweet. Yeah. But there's only three E's, which makes me think that it truly is just a typo. But I think maybe her life is just a three E sweet. Like it's not, it's like, like that's a good sign. Like that gives I me a I think her life is hope. more sour than sweet. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> she was looking fresh faced on a ski lift. She sometimes looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has, I think she has weird yo-yo issues and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, As someone, I'm like, I kind of like relate to Misha's like up and down nature of life. Really? Yeah. I didn't see he was having that. I think. <laughs> well, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We just met. What if we were two people like contracted to play best friends on a podcast? Yeah. In a desperate bid for authentic. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In reality, we hate each they're other. They're like, they're like, people love. We're not even hate. We just like don't know. We each don't know other. each other. And I literally, like, we never and I pretend to live yeah. next to you, but it's a set mm-hmm. that, that this podcast network that we're not on is paying for. <laughs> Our it's all, it's all an elaborate ruse. It's an elaborate ruse thought about, <laughs> came about. They're like, listen, they need from the network. We don't know any gay guys and best and girls who are best friends. So we need you to play them. And then, you know. <laughs> Um, no, just Misha has a lot of up down moments. I feel like I have a lot of up down moments, at least just like internally and mentally. And so I both fear and respect her. Okay. And relate. She, she she, posted a, she posted a thing, a picture of a packet of some sort of food or something. I thought it was like a candy bar, but it wasn't. Yeah. It says chuckles on it. It's like Chuckles. Misha. And she was at the Mel's drive-in at Sunset. Which and is if a bone chiller. That's a babe hot spot. That's a no. That is a no. That's, that's a not no even, for me, I don't even dog. think babes go to... Th- I, I think it's no, below a babe. I don't even know who goes there anymore. And I think it's a name. you have a question of like it's who goes there, the answer is Misha Barton. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine like us going to Mel's drive-in. I mean, we would never. No. But when we see Misha Barton if there. Either of you, if either of us suggested that to the other person... There would be a confrontation. Oh, please. I would like, yeah, you would have me 5150. No, like yeah. Misha. Like it Misha would, was. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so prayers for Misha. Prayers for Misha. I hope she's doing great. Um, let's talk about Heather's. Oh, because yeah. Because that's been like a big deal. This I week. know. I want to talk about that because, I mean, full disclosure, like we know people that wrote on it. Yeah. Our friends like, wrote on it. And they're like so sweet and we love them. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Uh, Paramount Network pulled it because of, uh, out of sensitivity of the Parkland Sioux shooting, which my brain immediately went bullshit because there are school shootings every day. And until we get gun control, when is the right time to air this show? Like, I, like, I don't understand that. Also, they released the pilot on iTunes after the school shooting happened at Parkland. 
So it just feels it's weird. weird. And it's I also think they're like scared from the I bad hate, press. I hate like I hate when anyone blames like TV or film for like violence because that's just like not that's not the biggest problem. You know what I mean? Oh, a fucking my God. reboot of an 80s movie on Paramount Network is not going to cause not the fucking anyone reason sh- that anyone is going to go buy a gun and shoot up their school. Like I, that's just not that's like not it. So also, I hate when and it feels like it honestly feels like censorship it on is. some level. It is and censorship. It really freaks me out. Well, and regardless of whether you are into the reboot or not, or you watched it and didn't like it, or you it watched it and exist. loved it, it deserves to exist and like even if it's just on for one season then doesn't come back it's like who the fuck cares like i don't i just am it freaks me it out freaks when me something out. it just goes away because of people's outrage or like it's dangerous. it's dangerous it's dangerous because by the way i love that it's so perfect it's a show about censorship and outrage from what i could tell from the pilot and now it's being shut down because of censorship and outrage it's like hilarious it's a show criticizing outrage culture and that how much damage that causes and now it's like playing out in real life it's very bizarre it's bizarre but also can i just say like people have a lot of feelings about the pilot and you know being a tv writer myself i know that pilots are extremely challenging there's so much to do a perfect pilot is medium rare and you have to sit with the show. You have to watch the next few episodes. You cannot judge a show based on its fucking pilot. You just cannot do that. No. And people were writing think pieces just from the trailer. And I was like, that is irresponsible. That is insane. That's so stupid. And then um, Daniel Waters, who, who wrote the original, right? Daniel Waters. Yeah. He did an interview where he basically said, he was like, um, actually, the show gets really good. And I watched the first five episodes and like the pilot, he's like, I wasn't a fan of the pilot, but it gets really good. And it goes some really like goes places that are really cool and unexpected. And I'm like, yes, why don't you let the show just let it live? It let it live. Like, let it get to it's where it not, needs to go. It's not the movie. And also like the whole conceit of the show, which I didn't realize until last week, but I didn't know that each season is its own like it's an anthology anthology. so like you're only gonna have to deal with like one season of high school heathers in this setting like a next season you never know which i think is brilliant and also i don't know it just i think the level of outrage over this like heathers pilot is truly mind-blowing to me i'm like why don't you fucking get outraged about the fact that like donald trump wants to arm teachers like direct it elsewhere because this ain't it babe if the show truly does not come back or or even air that will be truly bone chilling to me as a creator as a writer like, yeah like to know that like your tv show could potentially get killed because of some think pieces just off the pilot i mean i think what paramount should have done i mean i'm no exec but um <laughs> you certainly I think, no, but i think what they should have done is i think they should have released all 10 episodes at once so people could see where the show was going and they could binge it first of all Everyone watching Heather's is part of the binge watching generation. Yeah. So it's like, that's a no brainer. I mean, Search Party did it for season one and that mm-hmm. was great. Everyone binged it. Yeah. And secondly, when you release them all at once, you can see where the show is going. So you're not going to write an outraged think piece about the pilot because you already have watched episodes one, two, three, and four and five and you can see where the bigger picture is going. Yeah. So I think that honestly was a huge mistake also, to not release all the episodes at once. For people to be like, I, that room was like full of queer writers. Oh, I know. Like, and, and all the directors were 
um, you know, gay women. Like it was, it was so amazing. Like you're giving these people jobs. I mean, I'm truly like get a fucking life. Get a fucking life. And I mean, I Fuck guess me, we're China. biased because we're like friends with no, some but, of the people. But it's also like get a fucking life. But honestly, get a fucking but honestly, life. if I didn't know them, I would be watching this all unfold and be like, this is disgusting. And I, I don't know. I'd shit. probably be like, fuck them. But like, really? I mean, a little. I don't, I don't so. know. It's like I can get I don't kind of so. wrapped up in that. But I don't like, think so. When a show is killed, but I, but the show being killed that. Or we don't know if it's being killed. Well, but, yeah, let's yeah. not like, <laughs> let's not go there. Sorry, but yeah, yeah like, honey, come on, yeah, yeah. Um, but the being pulled off the air—that yeah, bullshit—that r- would have pissed me the fuck off, and it has. It's unfair, and I'm furious. Yeah, you should know. And again, and I think that they use that shooting as an excuse. I don't buy it. I think it was the the public reception of the pilot. Also, it's like. And we can move on. I know. But, but that was a bad, major... that amount of bad Paramount press is actually a... like a good thing, kind uh, of. Because absolutely. it's at least more attention than people being neutral. Like, In at least people are talking about it. saturated market, like, to have a TV show warrant such thing pieces and, and create a dialogue is incredible to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. So Paramount is a total babe for me this week for doing that. Oh, yeah. Paramount is a babe dot also, dot dot. also, I put you a show. I love you. <laughs> no, but also, like, if you want us to develop a show based <laughs> off this podcast, we'll totally come in for a meeting. Yeah, we're into it. And, like, it's whatever, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. At the end of the day, like, honestly, like, we support you. <laughs> yeah. So, and maybe you're, like, a we babe. <laughs> we actually don't know anyone that worked on that show. And, like, honestly, we did know them, but they were, like, pretty bad. Yeah. So. And also, the show's, like, terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. We, like, agree yeah. with your decisions. And, yeah. like, we just let us know you. when you want to set the meeting. Team Paramount. Yeah. 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 Call, okay. our, call our reps and, like, we'll figure it out. Gross. Okay. <laughs> okay. On. We're moving on. Okay. Kim Kardashian has pink hair. And it really, I want pink hair. She does? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Honey, where I don't care. Been? I don't follow Kardashians. You yeah, know you that. Don't. You don't. No. Well, she has it and it looks great. And they're, she and Courtney and Chloe are all in Japan. Oh, great. And they're what are they truly, doing? They're just like walking around. Like Ka- Kim Japan. is literally wearing crazy outfits. Of course. Bike shorts with uh-huh. like tube socks sure. and athletic shoes and huge sure. parkas with pink hair. Sure. Just walking in and out of stores. Great. I it's love amazing. That. That's I hope the camera. She literally just no. I think so. I think she's shooting a campaign for the Yeezy season seven because she's wearing all Yeezy season seven. Okay, and I mean she's never looked better. And she just she walks and poses in front of stores and then like walks out. <laughs> it's incredible. Like what I, a life. <laughs> I know. And Courtney's How thrilling. Courtney's style, like Kim and Courtney, their style is really major right now. Like Courtney, but is not serving Chloe. A, uh, honey, no, Chloe. No, move on. Like move on. org. I don't even know what to make of Chloe's fashion Have choices. Have you seen her revenge body show? No, I think it it's so... It is so awful. I mean, it's the the concept is awful and really fucked up in a weird way. It's like, terrible. Get thin to get revenge. Like, fuck you. Also, um, she's barely in it. She literally meets the person that she's doing the makeover on and she goes, tell me about your story. And they, like, <laughs> tell her... This, they tell her this, like, really horrible thing. She goes, oh, oh, oh. Uh, like just very uh, uh, and then uh, she's like uh, 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 uh. it's like uh, it's like uh, 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 the musical and then she disappears she literally like, right, and they have well, to like get back yeah so then she's like all right well, and they don't luck. get to have plastic surgery right they actually have to like work out yeah and they have eat, to work right? out Ugh. but so she's like all right good luck and then she just like goes off from the sunset and then like then she goes she comes back for the reveal so we're talking about basically she's like very hands off yeah she literally is like there to be like hey what's your name and then she's like mm, good, good, yeah, i mean you look great like literally it's like the most non-job ever like love that for her but no also... i don't love that show and i think i think no chloe, i think that shows chloe betrayed me because i feel like she pulled a gwen stefani where i feel like 
I thought she was like funny and interesting and cool. And then it turns out that she was just basic all along. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like Gwen Stefani is a huge babe. And I think that she did that. And I think Chloe did that. Too. Yeah. Chloe did do that. Cause like, now they, I'm just they, like, they tr- go to the dark side because I feel like at the end of the day, I thought Chloe liked being different and unique. And then really she just like wanted to be like a fucking doll. And then Gwen Stefani, I thought she liked being like outspoken uh, Gwen and different. Stefani Gwen Stefani actually, darks me the fuck out. She catfished us. No, I know. She totally catfished us. And it was like, now for she's just years. like a Beverly Hills nightmare Hollywood bullshit dating that guy i can't even remember his name blake shelton oh my god fucking garbage i mean he's no gavin rosdale or tony canal gavin rosdale is truly like a bisexual butterfly of I my him. dreams i saw bush perform like a random change ago uh, and it was currently yeah like oh, within wow. the last two years Sheet. i can't remember the date but it was an incredible concert he's never looked better Great. he's so hot and gwen made the biggest mistake of her life well gwen is not that cool to no. paraphrase from one of her songs <laughs> <laughs> Gwen is not cool but like the Kardashians like I love Kim like I love Kim Kardashian like I'm truly just like in what awe what is it because all my girlfriends are obsessed with her and I, I think it's some she's women like, shit yeah it's, it's women just like shit. she's like stunningly gorgeous women like, are obsessed with how they've transformed their bodies all my girlfriends yeah and are what obsessed is fascinating to me is like imagine being a Kardashian in the sense that like they don't have to ever confront or really truly deal with the body or face they were born with. No. Like they can be like, they can be like, I don't like what's going on here. So not only will I like kind of work out, like I'll just hire someone to make my food and then I'll go get liposuction and literally just carve my body into the body of my dreams. But can't every rich person do that? I feel like they do. Yeah, it but they do it in like a scientific so level. That's it's like, like it's like perfect. It's yeah. like they go in knowing that's exactly. Kylie because Kylie. Yeah. That Her was surgeon not... said he was like, she would come in and tell me exactly like little tiny things that she wanted. And I love that. And that's like really how I would do plastic surgery had I like the means. Right. But we all know that I don't. I'm really glad that you don't because I don't want you to turn into some <sighs> You know weirdo. what I heard about that was like such a babe what? is that Ooh. I didn't know this until recently, but there are such things as plastic surgery credit cards oh, where you God, can get a credit it. card that just plastic pays. for plastic. Yeah. That pays <laughs> for a procedure. Plastic squared. And then you pay off the debt of your plastic surgery which that's is gross. a extremely common thing for like people that. in la that's fucked up isn't that and fucked? yeah because there's a lot of people probably in debt oh my gets, god because by the way it that would have been me if i could it get a credit card and i think that people get go back for more tweaky tweaky tweakies and oh, all yeah. of a sudden they're like in huge debt no i mean my botox is worn off and i'm oh, like I think you still look good do you know what i actually think about the botox is that it is kind of preventative because i don't know it's worn no, off you, you still but look i good, still though. don't notice like at the wrinkles i was trying to get rid of as much as i used to pre-botox so i really condone that also mine was free full disclosure so <laughs> it's a journey it was a yeah it was a, a fan a reader just kidding no it was my I family know, I, know. I know like we'd get free botox Oh, I wish. Botox, if you're listening and you want to sponsor this podcast. I mean, honestly, the thing is, is that me. we're really loyal. And if we like something, we will talk about it incessantly. Yeah. So. And I'm really loyal to Botox and Dyspora or just whatever the, the other thing was that got put into the, my upper forehead. Great. Yeah. I, I love it. Know. <laughs> well, the whatever the fuck. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, John Mayer and Andy Cohen posted a picture of them like canoodling in an elevator, and I got so turned on thinking about a threesome with the two of them that I had to I just have go to bed. About that friendship. Okay, I've talked before about like 
Adam, Adam, oh my God, Adam Cohen, Andy Cohen's, uh, I think he has internalized homophobia. He's part of a different generation. And I think, no, seriously, what? Stop. What? What? I love Andy. No, no, I love Andy too. Well, you know, I love Andy, but also he's like kind of dead inside. Like we know that. We know that. Don't put me in a we oh, know that. She Don't wanna, put me in a we know She doesn't want to piss off Andy Cohen. You know what? I might be making a huge mistake going against You're him. You're making a huge mistake. I'm not mistake. going against him. You're I babying love, right you know, now. Stop and it. I'm on the record being uh, like. I'm telling the truth. And not she we. wants to be nice. No. To like, yeah. We you yeah, know, not, I don't you know Andy Cohen is like dead inside, babe. You know that. We've talked about that. Stop. Don't uh, throw me under this bus. He's a wonderful person. Oh my God. You're such a liar. He is a sweet, uh, generous, you loving are man. Such a psycho. I'm here for it. Laura He's is also still... a deadhead. I love that about him. Okay. So I think, I think that Andy gets, I think Andy feels much more mask when he's friends with John Mayer. I think he like, in his mind, earns a lot of mask points being friends with John Mayer. I think he makes him feel like less gay. But I, I think, think that they're actually friend. friends. Well, yeah, of course. And I, think, I think that they're hooking up. No, they're not. I don't think so. I think that John Mayer may have gotten drunk and like let him touch it once, but I don't think that they're. I like, think that they up. cuddle together sometimes. Oh, they totally cuddle, and you know that like John Mayer loves that Andy wants to fuck him. Like you know, I that. think it's like a cuddly, elevated but also, friendship. Andy's, Andy's a top, so it doesn't make sense for him to like. I can't imagine Andy fucking John, but I think that. I think that Andy would totally bottom for John Mayer. <laughs> I think he would. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. I'm letting you have your theories moment, and I'm just trying to stay out of it. Why? I don't want to be implicated. Oh my god, she's so scared of pissing off. I'm Lee. scared. I just started profusely sweating. He's part. No, I mean, here's the deal. I don't have entirely negative feelings about Andy. I don't. I loved his books. I thought they were incredible, and I think he's very funny. And uh, I think Watch What Happens Live is an amazing show. So I do, but I also think I think that he is a little like dead end. That's all. I think he's a dead head. Mm, I think he's dead heart. <laughs> Ooh, I I disagree publicly. Disagree. It's like he all he cares about is like the famous person in the room, and he is always like he's very transparent about that. Okay, all right. I don't know. Someone's still gunning. I'm Andy Dot. I'm not here to like just destroy our law. I'm like, I literally made. I, I love have, Andy. I literally I do so much death. The last thing I need is to be like put like, I'm not trying to just burn. What if my like, life what if we go home to tomorrow ground. and like uh, we're evicted from our apartments? Like, no, Andy, I'm like, Andy actually is just scared. like, Andy is like literally like, put a curse on us. I'm like, honey, you have a life. I have nothing. I'm not trying to piss Andy Cohen off and no, then I don't, just I don't, destroy my entire I don't, existence. I'm not against him completely. I, I actually really enjoy a lot of stuff that he does. I just like I just question his kindness levels. Anyway, we can move on. Anyways, <laughs> okay, let's um let's let's do emails. Okay, because we have some really good ones. Okay, I'm shaking. <laughs> Stop. I know she can't even. Open I'm the, actually shaking. She can't right even now. open the email. Like, <laughs> can't <laughs> open the email. Yeah, I'm like about to like send Andy just like a tweet. It's like, I don't agree with anything, Ryan. Yeah, because Andy's like, listening. Ryan's views are his own, and they in no way reflect my feelings. <laughs> you should put that on your Twitter bio. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to. Lol. Here's an email we got from Anonymous. <sighs> Have you shown this to me? I haven't no, seen this one. this is a good one. Okay. I wanted you to be surprised by oh, it. Oh, good. Okay. Lauren Ryan. 
babe doctors, I need you to give me a diagnosis on a dark babe time in my life. I okay. met this guy around five years ago, and he was the first guy I ever really connected with on all levels. We were identical lollers and shared the same childhood trauma. Oh. The first few weeks after meeting, we tried dating, but he shut it down quick. But yet he messaged me on Gchat every single day at work, and we talked all day long. It really confused me. We spent most of the time bonding and freaking out about how similar we were. A few months pass, and he invites me to this barbecue. I thought, this is the time he realizes I'm meant for him. Spoiler, he didn't. In fact, he met his current girlfriend at the BBQ and kept leaving oh. conversations with me to talk to her. Yikes. At this point, I was fully babing out, but I kept my cool and left. Cut to a month later when he asked me to help him do some web work, and he gives me a password to his site so I could look at some code. <laughs> Being the babe I am, I Wait, thought... I love this turn into web work and coding. I know. Like a, I love it. A web That's work. Great. Yeah. yeah. Being the babe I am, I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is a password he uses to all his stuff. <gasps> Lol. It was. No. I had access to his Gchats, Facebook, no. Instagram, etc. Wait, that's amazing. I, I knew at this point I had morphed into full babe, but I couldn't stop myself. It's a doty move. It is doty. I'm too voyeuristic to begin with and lacked the self-control needed to stop myself. I would read his G-chats with his girlfriend every day. No. They fought a lot, so it was incredibly fun <laughs> <Wait>. for me. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> he would fight with her and then write to me and tell me about it. No. It was dark, but it became so ingrained in my schedule, I lost myself in it. Wait. Wake up, go to work, check social media, no. read his messages, all while talking to him. No, stop it. <laughs> That's actually a good movie. This is great. Oh I would God. even log into his email to delete the email he would get saying his email was accessed from another computer. Guys, I did this for two years. Uh, no, <laughs> two full years. Oh, my God. Yikes. After a while, I wasn't even invested anymore. It just became something I did. I just enjoyed reading private conversations at this point. I finally stopped when the girlfriend also logged onto his Gmail and read RG chats and got really upset uh, that he logged so much oh with me God, and the, not with her. They babe out similarly. Maybe they have more in common. Does this end with them being friends? She just wasn't a funny person, so I decayed oh. what she expected. I oh. felt bad and changed all of his passwords so I couldn't get in and it would force him to reset them. I'm now in a healthy relationship and can truly appreciate Wait, how crazy this is. he didn't know ever? He never I found out? He never knew. What an idiot, by I the know, way. I idiot. Jesus. Have you guys ever snooped when you shouldn't have for too long? Do you have people you check on just for the sake of checking on them? That's a pretty big babe moment, right? Uh... Yeah, yeah, a two-year-long I've done that once. investigation uh-huh. is a real babe moment. I did that once um, with my boyfriend in high school who broke up with me and, you know, the, the guy that I called Teen, teen trash. trash. Yeah, Teen Trash. Oh, my God. So we, we were friends, best friends for five years because, of the, you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Five years after the fact? And, uh, what? Yeah, five years okay, after Teen great, Trash. Great. Yeah. So um, he started dating this guy who lived in Washington and they would literally leave each other messages on MySpace on each other's walls that were like, babe, I loved you so much. I missed you so much. Like writing each other's song lyrics like that they would post for the public to see. This is not this is not MySpace messages. This is just straight up MySpace wall talk. <laughs> so I was like, it enraged me because I was like, he never did that to me. <laughs> was, he wouldn't even be in a relationship on fucking Facebook or to, on MySpace. He'd be called Swinger. Oh, I know. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. That's really rude. So one day he like checked his MySpace at my house and then he was like logged in. And so I, I like went in and I found insane pornographic photos of what himself? No, of his boyfriend putting up, putting dildos up his ass. Wow. I know. They were like kind of hot. 
His boyfriend had a nice body. I but I was like watching it. I felt so creepy. I was like, oh, I, this really wasn't meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I logged out. I was like, this is too weird. Yeah. I had like, I think I looked through, I think I had one ex-boyfriend's email like password for uh-huh. a bit like back my like ex from college like one of the loves of my life uh-huh and i looked through his email and like i think i looked through his phone once but like i didn't find anything but i also didn't want to find anything truly like yeah i was just kind of like why am i doing this like why would i search to look for something to get mad at and mm-hmm. then i was like this is just all i don't want to do this and so then i just got out i'm not like yeah, I, I don't I, like it. I don't, I don't love it. I think if I was, uh, there are certain people that I would like kill someone to get access to their emails. Really? Like yeah. who? Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. there's one person that I was obsessed with that if I had had access to uh-huh. his email, I would, uh, I would have gone down. It would have been going on three years now that I would have just like fully gotten into everything. But I'm glad that I didn't because it's like, I need to work clearly. Yeah. Um, but that's more funny. power to you. Yeah, why not? And I can't believe why I never not? found if out it happens, idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, wait. This also reminded me of when, so like a m- few months ago, I just like decided to log into my old yahoo.com <laughs> account just to like see what was in there because it was the account that I had in high school. My screen name was Rock and Roll Me 2003. And, and I, found these emails between me and my teen trash boyfriend that were so sad and so pathetic it literally is me writing him being like hey babe i'm at the computer lab just thinking about how much i miss you and love you like like miss you call me like like, like let's hang out after school today and then he just write back be like okay <laughs> like we're like i'm busy like literally it was like the most like it was so like obvious mm. how much i was obsessed and he was so not into me it was pathetic That's anyway sad yeah Okay, we have another email from a reader. Oh, is this gonorrhea girl? No. Oh. That's coming. <laughs> Dear Ryan and Lara, I'm writing to you after a possible babe encounter I had yesterday. Ooh. I was walking through the mall after work last night when Ooh, a hot guy right. approached me complimenting my jacket. I immediately put my defenses on because it was at the mall, and I assumed <sighs> he was trying to sell me something or go off about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He proceeded to ask my name if I was single and if I was doing anything that night. Is it babe that I immediately took the first opportunity to escape out the door saying I was late to meet someone? Or was he the babe for being so forward in the public age of Tinder? Is it bad that as soon as a straight man approaches me, I assume I'm being trolled? How can I speak to men in the wild like humans and not rabid animals going through my jug- going for my jugular? This is a question for you. This is a question for me. I relate because I truly have no trust for straight men and i'm building up more trust over time yeah. i'm awareness that that is babe that's very babe behavior um, but i will say that awareness of the fact that you're like doing this kind of thing is the first step and i think in a situation like that if you're approached by a hottie who like seems interested the best thing is either to get his phone number or get your phone number or him have your phone number and then just like and then run away so at least you have like contact info and can kind of follow up when you're not feeling so like babed out about things because i wouldn't want you to miss out on a protect a potentially sexy opportunity with a straight guy who could be a lawler and like sweet and want to take you out on a date or just fuck I mean, I just want to know what her jacket was like. Yeah, I want to know the jacket. Because <laughs> I think, depending on that, maybe he was gay. Well, he said, what are you doing later tonight? He could still be gay. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I think it's like, I get it. And I truly, like, 
I also am freaked out as well. But like, partially, I think that that for me has to do with sometimes feeling like I'm not worthy of attention or love. Yeah. So the freakiness is more coming from a place of that than a place of being truly afraid of the guy. Like it says more about me in the end than it does about him. Even though I do think that a lot of straight guys are monsters. True that. So I don't know. Stay tuned. Just get the phone number. Or give him the phone number. Yeah, of yeah. course. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Our next reader, this is an email that came is, around 2 a.m. last night. Which is a babe time which for emails. Which is a real babe time. If you're time. emailing at 2 a.m. On a, a Friday, yeah, on a ooh, Saturday honey. morning, yeah. So this is gonorrhea girl? This is gonorrhea girl. <laughs> <laughs> the message reads, I was going to start my first message with long fun reader, first time caller, but I already know that gay did it before me. He's gay, by the way. Yeah. We just call him gonorrhea girl. Um, also, I love instead of long because someone did say long time reader, first time caller, but he said long fun reader or no long ton reader. Ton? Yeah, there's sure. a lot of spelling sure. errors. It's a two I think he was drunk. Yeah. Anyways, I came to you with my own babe of the week. My ex boyfriend low key stalked me in New Orleans and we slept together. I think I actually slept. I think we passed out and probably didn't have sex, but he now has gonorrhea and I need to get tested. He has it in his butt and had a hook up with a DL daddy tonight. So like IDK, I'm a bad person. I want to live, laugh, love about everything, but I'm so hard on myself. Anyways, Ryan, I'm so jealous. Oh, he's jealous of your hookup in New York. Oh, yeah. And he's going to book a massage next time oh, he's great. New York. So great. So, you by the way, business. By the way, I fucking told you that... Um, but so what? We're not saying his name. It's fine. Oh, my God. He better not... Wait, hold on. He better not say anything to Blank about how we heard about him from the podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't say anything. Don't. Just don't, go. Don't just say go. We don't have like a... We don't have like a... Yeah, don't drop my name. Don't drop the code. The, the, no. The promotional because, code. Because we did not... <laughs> no. This is just like an endorsement, but don't drop the promo code. Um, And then he said, Lara, I relate so heavily to the things you say from depression and self-critical thought. You are really going to get through this. Love the pod as well as Sep. Love that. Love that. Gonorrhea girl. You're a sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) But also wear a condom with that DL daddy. I hope like, I mean, if you have an S, if you think you have an STD, put a condom on. Yeah. Put a condom on. Just go get tested. Gonorrhea is NBD. Have you had it? Oh. No, I haven't had gonorrhea, but I had th- throat chlamydia yeah, last chlamydia, year, and that right. was really That's not a fun. Blast. Yeah. So just go get tested and take the antibiotics and get that rid of it. That was a whole big moment. Your- oh, that was... We a- shan't talk about that. We won't talk about that, <laughs> but I'll let you know. I didn't love it. Save it for your memoir. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get paid to write about that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, just get tested. Who cares? Don't be hard on yourself. Literally, everyone gets STDs. What if you got tested and the result was just, babe? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. This is art. That's what the readers write in for. Yeah. They're getting STB testing. STB. Yeah, sexually transcendent, babe. Babe? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. I love a result that's just, babe? Babe? The doctor calls. She's like, "You're we, Mr. O'Connor. We got your blood test results. You just tested came positive, in. You for, just positive babe? for babe. Babe. <laughs> you just wait. Oh no, you tested. But you. Good news. Oh. Good news. You tested positive for babe. Yeah. Good yeah. news. Yeah. But the worst news is, is you babe. tested to- positive for babe. Babe. Yeah. It's true. So, <laughs> um, Jessica writes us. ClassPass changed their business model again. What the fuck is this premium spots bullshit? <laughs> 15 credits for one class. 
I need to whine about this ultimate first world problem to someone in you, babe, podcast Gmail account are the only one who gets me right now. Jessica, I fucking know. ClassPass is such a fucking troll. Their credits thing, it does make a little bit more sense, but it also fucks you over because it creates a situation where you can't fully use up your credits. And so then they end up making money off of you. I hate class pass but i also need it and love it and if i had the money i would be doing it all the time but i don't know if i can hate class pass but if class pass wants to sponsor this podcast and give me free class pass for a year i will love class pass again and all i will do is talk about how much i love class pass because when you can just freely class pass live laugh love it's great. This sounds like a problem that's perfect for Jessica. For a Jessica. Yeah, this is a classic <laughs> this is a Jessica this problem. This is a really classic Jessica problem. This is a problem. classic Jessica problem. Yeah, if you're Jessica, 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 I imagine Jessica walk- walking around just being furious about class pass like anyone named Jessica is like I rate Jessica's around the world. Are like hey. Jessica's around the world are just like what the fuck? <laughs> I've I have had the beta version of this class pass credits thing for like a month, so I've like already processed all my anger and emotions oh, okay. about it. But I'm also like, why do they have me on beta? Like, I guess I just because I'm a longtime class passer. I don't know. Fucking class pass, just give me a year for free. Like, why not? You know, <sighs> your life would be so. Good. My life would be so good. Yeah. Anyways, okay. How much would that be? Like twelve hundred dollars, twenty four hundred. To truly live your class pass truth in L.A. to live your class pass truth and have like unlimited classes costs about two hundred dollars a month. God, oh, that's not that. That's oh, about that's the bad. same as a. That's the same almost as a unlimited membership at a studio. Cool. Right. So you know, whatever. That's like a month's rent. Twenty four hundred. It's more than that. That's more than the not rent. by that much. Uh, by a significant amount. <laughs> What are these bananas? Twelve dollars? What are you? You're living <laughs> what in. What are a, these bananas? You live in a totally. I'm living in an eighty thousand dollar a year world. <laughs> yeah, Brian literally is. I am eighty k like, a year world. He's like, oh, I'm just like a month's rent. That's like nowhere close. I'm eighty k a year. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you pissed me off just now. <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> That's Shannon Bedore. <laughs> I'm fucking done. That's what she's. I'm fucking so done. She I'm fucking done. She just leaves. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. That's me. That's Shannon Bedore. You're Shannon Bedore. I fully Shannon. You do. You're Shannon and Vicky. Oh my god. Vicky, go Life on. gives you lemons. Put nine in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's the worst because she thinks she's funny, and so she'll do. She'll tell jokes in her weird funny voice. Like she has a funny voice. You know what I mean? Like this is my funny voice. Everyone pay attention. So she'll say things. They're like what exercise five miles i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired <laughs> and you're like and then she'll be like anyways so yesterday like totally back to normal <laughs> like god her stand-up voice sit down yeah, she's really <laughs> mm-hmm. she's a babe i'm fucking dying shannon fucking bador shannon but but the babe okay let's just let's talk let's are we let's done? wrap this up okay and talk about our babes of the week um minor the goddess love woman who lost her shit at the terminal who is sobbing about how the <laughs> airlines have no compassion. <laughs> she's she's right. like, she's like, I'll go to John Wayne. I don't care. I'll go anywhere. Just put me on a different flight, please. They're and they're like, like and they're like, yeah, they're like, they're like, that'll be $800. Yeah, I know. I know. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> airlines don't care about you. No, they don't. 
they don't even care about themselves. And no, that's, that's oh the God. real burn. That's the real burn. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. My babe of the week is Michelle Lamy. And if that? you don't know who she is, you need to get super familiar. I don't know who that is. She is Rick Owens' lover. Oh, Rick Owens is straight? Yeah. He, okay, listen. She is much, a much, much older woman. Uh-huh. She, is always smoking. She like dyes her fingers black. Sure. She like wears just like all just like drapey shit. And she looks like a witch. She looks like a literal witch. How and long she have they is, been fooking? I'm going to read you this. And also we'll link you to this New York Times like article link about them. Link where? How? On Twitter or social media. Uh, like, honey, knock, knock. Who's so- there? It sounded intense. Uh, link them on what? On what, pray tell? Okay, go ahead, read it. Read it. Just <laughs> oh read God. it. Read it. Okay, this is from a New York Times article by Cintra Wilson called The Feminine Side of Goth. Google that too. So I was at Ledoux Cafe in Los Angeles a few years ago. What cafe? Ledoux. Ledoux Le- Cafe. What's that? I don't know. A fucking cafe. This article is from like 2008. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm okay. Sorry. God, contact. Well, I didn't know that. Okay, that's sorry. Important. Yeah, that was my bad. Yeah, that's a big okay. deal. This article is from so 2008. So it's not new. So it's a deep. This, so this is, is an old babe. Okay. Well, she still is doing the sure. same. Yeah, yeah. So, and I follow her on Instagram and every day she just like, she only posts pictures of herself, which is a flex same. or with celebrities. And she's same. always <laughs> just like laughing, smoking, like okay layering sure and like witching and it's like giving me a lot because she's literally like 97 years old oh that's great she's not actually 97 but she she's like she's like she's 159 years old <laughs> like she's 378 years old okay okay so the article says so i was at Ledo cafe in los angeles a few years ago enthused nancy who wears rick owens as often as possible and was telling me why I was sitting by the door in a halter top, shivering a little, and this drop-dead, fabulous older woman comes in, tiny, skinny, smoking, wild, black, witchy woman hair, wearing this very clingy Morticia Adams meets Ginger Rogers look with her skirt dragging on the floor, gobs of big, wonderful rings. She looks at me and asks in her French accent, are you cold? And she rips this absolutely incredible leather jacket off her body and throws it around my shoulders. Wow. Then she sashays away, looks at me over her shoulder, wags her finger and says, don't forget on your way out. Did she instantly become your role model for life? Completely. So she turns out to be Michelle Lamy, the owner of Ledoux. Everything she's wearing is Rick Owens because he's her lover. She's his muse. She's significantly older, but he fell madly in love with her when he was a crazy 20-something bisexual. I never wanted to take that jacket off. So I love that. I'm obsessed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and like that's a babe move. Honestly, giving like people you're le- giving a stranger your leather jacket. And like, and those leather jackets are like three thousand dollars. Yeah, but for her it's free. For her it's free. And so I, I aspire to be a much older muse of a twenty-something bisexual. I aspire to have a Rick Owens leather jacket. Yeah, both. Yeah. So Michelle's my babe of the week. Follow <laughs> her on Instagram. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> I love that. And with that, we're done here. We're, we're done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fu- done. I'm, I'm fucking, fucking done. done. I'm, I'm fu- fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. That's I'm how she says done. it. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. Like, it's kind of crazy. You actually brought that out it's organically. Crazy that you didn't know that that was Shannon Bedore that you just channeled. It was crazy that you didn't know. I fully It just happens. Witchy. But it takes a certain someone to really put me in that mental space. Yeah. And you You're like, you're around the corner from Shannon Bedore. 
all the time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not a long, you are Vicky, though. It's not a long journey. Yeah, of course I'm Vicky. I love Vicky. I am Shannon. That is like my if, real housewife If Jonathan spirit. faked brain cancer, I would, I would stand for him. You would. I would be like, yes, he has brain cancer. Give me a casserole. <laughs> I was expecting casseroles. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Well, all right. Love and light, babes. Love and light, babes. Write us if you have thoughts. Babe uh, podcast. Don't. Oh, sorry. Babe, I'm now plugging. You oh, right, just right, interrupt. right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. I wanted, I would pull it up, like, and just have you know how similar it is. To, <laughs> Let's like, pull it up. I don't know if you can. Wait. I don't know. Like, just put, I'm fucking done, Shannon Bedore. I mean, she, she does it. She always storms out of things saying, I'm fucking done. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. <laughs> There's got to be a video. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to pull it up. Just put, I'm fucking done, Shannon Bedore. Oh, here we go. Is it it? Oh, great. Shannon Bedore storms off. Oh, great. <laughs> This is me like, talking about you. I have a Lydia's the devil, by the way. I love the music. A lot music. of other stuff going on. It has nothing to do with me. You just met this chick five minutes ago. I will never be like Vicky Hamilton. Okay, I feel like it's just music. I will like never be like Ryan O'Connell. Kind of like obsessing about this no, one thing that I said. I'm not obsessing about anything, Lydia. Okay, not we're not going to get along, I feel like. I don't want to hang out. No, 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 I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. That's me. And now we're fucking done. And now. Oh, wait. We have to plug ourselves. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) write us emails, babepodcast at gmail.com. If you love this podcast, subscribe. Give us a five star rating. Give us a review. I love the reviews. We'll read them online. Yeah, we'll read them. And uh, yeah, now we're fucking done. Now we're fucking done. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.